Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet that um, forgot to write an introduction. <coughs> it's the Noobs and the Whovian. My name is Austin, I'm the Whovian, these are my sons Tripp and Corbin. And, and we're, we're the, the Noobs. And this is the podcast that introduces a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week, and then discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And, and two sons who haven't. So welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 64 covering David Tennant's time as the doctor. This is the one where we discuss all of series two through four. The best stuff, the worst stuff, the other stuff. And you know what? We actually, um, we kind of changed it around this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. During, these, during these recaps, we've been doing superlatives, you know, best baddie of the week, best, uh, you know, quote, funniest moments, scariest thing. And we changed it up this time and just decided to go memorable. All right. So this time we're not necessarily going to be covering the absolute best episode, but we're going to each talk about an episode that stands out in our minds as memorable. So, and as always, we don't all necessarily have answers for all of them yet, mm -hmm. but we're going to throw in uh, some that may come up along the way. Uh, guys, R5 website management is brought to you by, sorry, Noobs in the Whovian. <laughs> <laughs> Noobs in the Whovian is brought to you by R5 website management where you can get world-class hosting, domain registration, and security at a great price. Use the code NOOBS at checkout for 15% off your entire order. So go to store.r5websitemanagement.com to get started building your awesome website today. All right, guys, let's just jump right in. We're going to get into, uh, we're going to walk through some categories and discuss. And, and just let's just start the episode by saying this could be a long one. <laughs> this Sometimes is going to be three when, hours long. When we do our recaps and our finales and everything, they, they, they tend to go a little mm. bit long. So Trip, kick us off. Talk to us for a minute about some memorable baddies of the week. Um, I gotta say, I couldn't pick a specific one, so I decided to go with two. Of course, the Weeping Angels. That's definitely... That's a classic. If you've seen the Weeping Angels, when you think Doctor Who, it's like thinking of a blue box. It's just yeah. the Weeping Angel. Yes, it's, they are clearly it's a the most. It's like Dalek. So it's like the right. Daleks. It's just, it's a classic. It's just, you know, that's they're true. like the Daleks, but better. The, the Weeping <laughs> Angels are like New Who's Daleks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good, good point. Well put. You had a runner up there. It looked like. Um. I also, I I don't know which ones necessarily better but i say also the flood was really good i liked that one yeah i just feel like they were a good baddie i liked the idea of having water be infected with a certain virus or something that changes the way humans are i just like the idea of that you, and it's very interesting one of the things that i like about the flood is that you said water that's infected with something. We never really even got, yeah, was it water that was of, infected? It's kind of a was mystery. It, yeah, was it the water itself? Like, what was it? You know, no, because like the water, water was being filtered, so it had to be something in the water. But well, I so like the mysterious fact. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. They said they trapped whatever it was in the ice. In the glacier. So. In, the, in the glacier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's um, just that mysterious, glacier. the mysterious way, kind of like the Weeping Angels as well, just that mysterious like in the, which one was it? I think it was Midnight, that monster too. Just that mysterious. Yeah, that even, mysterious even more, thing. even more mysterious. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that I liked about the Flood, because the Flood was also on, on my list. I had two mm -hmm. there. Uh, the Flood was, it's this, it's, they, it's essentially uh, zombies in space, right? Kind of, in, yeah, in a certain yeah. way, because it's like, 
if you get bitten by the zombie, you turn into a zombie. If you get the water from one of the the infected people on you, then you become the the, the bad guy or whatever. The third space zombie we've had in this series so far. Oh, wasn't the third space zombie? Who were the other two? uh, People infected by every disease known to mankind or whatever. Okay, and then on New Earth. Second episode where you have like literally zombies walking around. It was literally like yeah, there you go. Oh, okay. Yeah, very yeah. good. Oh, very good. and, uh, and uh, uh, The Empty Child. So there's been a lot oh, of zombies yeah, there in this been. series. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, definitely. Zombie so we, stories mm-hmm. are great stories. I don't know that we've uh, we've always talked about the various... And they always seem to be like, the creepier ones to uh, me. Yeah, oh, yeah. The one yeah, where they're like the zombie infected we talked is about, always you know, like, super good. Space werewolf, uh-huh, um, yeah. space witches, space all that ghosts. kind of stuff. Did we, did we definitively witch. say... It's witch. Oh, which did we definitively say that we've had space zombies? Because I don't remember I, us saying that. I don't know what we had. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, obviously, we definitely have, whether we which. remembered it or not. Um, the other one that was on my list, um, Corbin. Corbin, you had Weeping Angels. Did you have anything that you wanted to add to that? There's nothing really to add. I have to agree with Trip, and I didn't really think about this until just now. But when you see a Weeping Angel, I feel like that definitely is. Oh yeah, those weird angel things. Yeah. Doctor Who. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, the, probably the four most Doctor Who-like things, Sonic, TARDIS, Daleks, and Weeping Angels. Yeah, yeah. Cybermen, maybe. But Cybermen, Cybermen too, there. yeah. Kind of. yeah. It's just I, the, I had never heard of Cybermen stuff. prior to watching New Who. I had I knew what a Dalek Daleks, was, yeah. And, and, and the TARDIS. Uh, yeah, um, my, my other thing, and Trip was like, what is this when he was reading the list? <laughs> yeah. The Heavenly Host. I do not remember. I think I remember this one. This only popped up in my mind when I was going. I was we were scanning back through some of the episodes, and I reminded and I was reminded of them, and then immediately went, "Oh, we need to talk about them." Because even though they didn't immediately pop to mind, when I remind you, Trip, who they are, you're going to go, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, those the robot angels on the Titanic mm-hmm. that would go information." You are all about to die. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I saw them. I was I like, oh, "Is that a weeping angel?" Like. Oh, yeah. uh, they, they had the white gowns, and then they These had like plastic gold? faces. They were kind of golden, weren't they? Yeah, uh, their they faces. Were. I think were. Oh yeah, were yeah. Gold. Their faces. And remember, their face was like uh, like a solid piece of plastic, except the mouth, like the lower part of the uh-huh, mouth, would yeah, move. Yeah. So they were just like extra creepy. And, yeah, it was uh, like just like plastic faces, and then just like the little mouth that moves. Was, right, and I was reminded that uh, I was looking at the show notes for that episode that we did a bit when we opened that episode, where I was like, "Hey, um, are, are we recording yet?" And Corbin went, "Information, correct." And then one of you was like, "You are all going to die." What? In this picture reminds me the uh, deadly halos that they yes. throw at people. Oh, the halos yeah, that they, yeah. they, they, they like threw at you and they were stars. like razor, razor sharp. So uh, those those were a fun uh, baddie of the week that were like, uh, this this was a, a genre of baddie that is helpful thing run amok, right? Because they're yeah, there yeah. to serve the people, but they had been like reprogrammed. So now they're evil. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's always a fun one. So that brings us to a a relatively new segment of our list. We decided to split off baddie of the week and creature of the week because sometimes you get a creature that turns out to either not be the bad guy or sometimes there's creatures that like aren't just, the bad guy at all. But like, yeah, so we should talk about the it, Hath so. was the first episode we mentioned this because they were yeah bad guy, but it but turns they weren't out they weren't yeah really they weren't actually bad. bad. 
they were just half. So right, came right, right. With creature of the week, and we saw yeah. them recently. We saw them uh, in, yeah, in, in the, the bar little, scene there. The, yeah, the uh, little like Star Wars the, cantina. Yeah, the cantina scene. Yeah, so so trip that was on your list there, right? The half. Oh uh, yeah, the half. I just think just their gurgling little tubes. <laughs> gurgling intensifies. <laughs> that was so. That was funny. I I I saw. By the way, I saw a meme today, and I think it was. I think it was the doctor. And because um, I was, I've, I've just been, I've been going over like top ten episodes of of David Tennant and like all this kind of stuff. And I came across this thing that was, uh, I don't even know what scene it was from, but it was the doctor, and it had a, a caption under it. The doctor's making this like stern looking face, and the caption says, "Glares glarefully." <laughs> Glares, the doctor glares glarefully. Like <laughs> so, anyways. Uh, so yeah. So the half were with their with their gurgling. I cut yeah, you off there. yeah, with their gurgling. It's uh, I don't know. They're just these weird sort of creatures, but they're like weirdly awesome because I just love the way. I it's hard to explain. I just love the way that they are. Like they look. I think it was a really good creature of the week. I have to. Their look was awesome. Their look for, for sure. And, like, and any, how do you do that? Anytime that you have, you know, an animated part of your makeup or, mm. or prosthetic is what I was looking for mm. there. So like the, the the gurgling of the. I mean, to just have a little cylinder of liquid in the front yeah, of your face that so just weird. gurgles when you talk. That's it's just so, I love that. I uh, love that. Uh, so, uh, the flood was like that, right? Having the running yeah. water. You know, there's there's something going on there. So. Mm. Um, mine was, um, and I'm realizing this, this may bleed over into baddie of the week, but that's okay. Um, just as far as creature of the week, I went with the Lazarus monster. Do you, do you, oh, yes, blah, blah, blah. that was so that horrifying. Was, I think we decided it was made entirely of rib cages mm-hmm. and a yeah, face. You see or it something. walking towards you and then it's bottom <laughs> jaw splits in two. Yeah. Just like, and, and, and we spent probably half that episode of the podcast talking about how terrible the CGI for that was. <laughs> And the other half talking about how did all of that fit inside that one tiny dude? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. of course. Yeah, conservation of mass and energy and everything. So, Corman, what was your uh, what was your creature of the week? I think mine was adipose. Oh they yeah, they're just, really. They're I'm really, waving it fat. Yeah, you're really small and cute, and uh, just so, fat just walks just, away. It's probably one of my favorite uh, lines ever. <laughs> The fat just gets up and walks away. I, I love, um, yes, I love the the uh, mystery reveal when when you have a line like that. You know, like the tagline is "the fat just walks away," and then you find out it's literally true. Literally, the fat just walks, walks away. away. Can I say my favorite thing about the adipose <coughs> was the snaggle tooth oh, yeah. hanging down? Oh yeah, and from it was like just, just one. I think made him look extra cute. You know, so. it was like, mm-hmm. and also weird because they're made entirely out of fat. And also, yeah, you know, there's that. <laughs> And also they had eyes, so like I mean, eyes are made out of fat. Can can no, no, I don't think so. No, it's yeah. a whole, not, whole different thing. Not <laughs> and the question is, can they blink? <laughs> what is that the question? Why, I don't know. Um, Why, right. Can they? Uh, our favorite moments. Um, this one, yeah, okay. So we left this one as favorite. This uh, it should technically it should be memorable moments. So but mem- still, moments. memorable moments. Uh, Corbin, <laughs> Corbin didn't have a memorable moment, moment <laughs> per se. What did, what did you have? Do. No, 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 no. I love your answer. Yes. It's just, it's not technically a singular <laughs> moment. So, so go ahead. It's basically so, anytime there's tenant. Yes. Need I say? Agreed. Seriously, seriously. Agreed. So. 
Especially I mean, that last one where it's like, I, I, I was falling about to say, out of the spaceship. The, the last two parter, I think Tenant Teeth should have had its own line in the credits uh, because it was a character in its own right throughout the episode. There's that scene where Tenant's Teeth playing Tenant Teeth. <laughs> <laughs> you see that acting credit you're just like what am I looking at Tenant's Teeth just hops there, out of there his there was mouth one that was him. like it was Tenant Teeth like we've never seen them before it was when the master uh, when they first meet up and the master is like way off in the distance in the like junkyard mm-hmm. place and just goes Rah! for whatever reason and the look on Tenant's face he's not doing Tenant Teeth in the like intense I'm angry and or in the middle of an action move it was tenant teeth of despair and concern. Yeah. He was good. He's, like, you know, doing this thing. Uh, so anyways, great, great, great stuff. So definitely deserved uh, a, a BAFTA or ten out of for, ten for, for the tenant teeth. That's uh, that's right. That's right. I think you gave that episode ten out of ten tenant teeth, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That is way too many teeth. Yes, ten out of ten tenant teeth. It takes a lot of teeth to say that. All right, Trip. What, what was your favorite uh, or what was what was your memorable moment you wanted to talk the about? The one where it was like always baseball or always. Face, or, 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 <laughs> I can't even say it. Speak English, please. So, Donna says, "Oi, space boy," and the doctor says, "Oi, Earth girl." Right. What episode was that? Now that I'm, I, that wasn't it's Doctor the, Donna. It was the was Doctor, it the doctor Donna. Donna? Okay, I couldn't remember. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It was because it, the yeah, reason that Tennant said that was because that was the metacrisis. Yeah, the metacrisis doctor. Yeah. Right. Okay. So he was he was uh, doing her voice and mannerisms and all that kind of stuff. Oi, yeah. Earth girl. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. Um, mine was uh, mine was kind of a it, it's kind of a, it's a quote, but it is a moment in the episode, and it, and this again comes out of the the finale. There is a phrase of great power and wisdom and consolation <laughs> to the soul in times of need. Really, what's that? I don't see. You know that, that was, was like that, that was, was it's amazing. like that's one of those things where. Alonzi is a okay. Can we be honest for a moment? Can we get real now that Tenant is on his way out of our lives for a little while? Can we just say that's a dumb catchphrase? Like, why does he say that and all this kind of stuff? But to have to have it be a thing just because it's a thing, and then have one Alonzi Alonzo, like like the you know the only reason that they wrote that line was because they planned on having a character later in the series named Alonzo. And then to have all of that build up to this, where he makes this dumb catchphrase, (laughs) a a phrase of great power and wisdom. No, it's not. But sure, let's go with it. And (laughs) we all cheered in the theater when it happened. And consolation to the soul. Consolation to the soul (laughs) in times of need. Oh, <laughs> all right, so, now we've all said it together. Yes. Now it's out of our lives. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, memorable story. So this is um, story as in, you know, episode or two-parter or three-parter or whatever. So uh, who wants to kick us off with their memorable story? Don't all jump at once now. <laughs> no, I'll start. All right. Girl in the Fireplace. Oh, yeah. Yes. That was definitely our first real timey-wimey episode. Uh, was it? Yeah, I guess it. I guess yeah, it was, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, because it yeah. was shifting through the portal. It was so much that she heard herself say the doctor would return when the clock rang or broke or whatever, and then she knew that later and said it again because she heard herself, herself say it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Paradoxes <laughs> and everything. I saw a, a clip from that the other day where 
uh, uh, Mickey says, what's a horse doing on a spaceship? And he says, what's 17th century France doing on a spaceship? A little perspective, Mickey, or something. <laughs> um, it's just a, it's a great episode. I, the girl in the, uh, yeah, the girl in the fireplace, if I remember, I think we said this at the time, that there are a lot of parallels between this story and a book called The Time Traveler's Wife. And I don't remember, which was then also, by the way, made into a movie. I don't remember if we talked about that much and if we did, was that intentional? I don't know. But I, lo- I just love the idea of like the romance across the ages where one person isn't experiencing time the same way the other one is, you know? It's like, it's been 15 seconds. What do you mean, like, 20 yes. years? Yes, um, And interestingly enough, we're, we're going we're gonna to bump into that again. Uh, we're going to bump into that concept here in a little bit. And so, like Corbin said, yeah, it was, it was a great uh, timey-wimey where... Uh, but the, the one that we're coming up on is a little bit more linear timey-wimey. There's not as much like looping back and paradoxes and all that kind of stuff. So. Linear timey wimey. Uh, yeah, it'll make sense. All right, okay. Corbin, what do you got, man? Uh, in terms of the most memorable story, it has to be Midnight. Okay. Oh. All right. I probably wouldn't say this is my favorite, but we're doing memorable, and this episode was so memorable in so many ways. You have just this psychological experience happening. Right, and right. There's so much about this episode that I loved. And, and so, it's, and just as a refresher, Midnight was where the train breaks down on the planet the Midnight where the, what, what was it? Everything was made out of diamond or something? Oh, yeah. And then you had the mystery creature that makes, that just kind of takes over people's voices or whatever. Uh-huh. And, yeah. So, uh, what, what makes it, uh, what makes it stand out for you? It was just a good episode, and it was very different from the rest of Doctor Who that we had seen so far. Was this our first companion light? I think it was, wasn't it? No, it was our second. No, it was our first companion light because Donna was making a Doctor light. Right, so, oh, and and which was our second Doctor Light episode. They'd done a Doctor Light, third. maybe, maybe, but yeah, there was a Doctor Light episode with during Martha's time. I know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Was there one before that? Mm-hmm. There was one with Martha that was uh, Love and Monsters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't remember one other than that one. Was there another oh, Doctor Light? Maybe there wasn't. Yeah. Anyways. I don't I don't think I don't I don't know if Eccleston's time if they did one no, because no I know I know that um uh, uh Love and Monsters was the first Doctor Light episode okay well then it, yeah then that probably did they do a, a Doctor Light with his season with Rose I don't know I don't think so anywho well if you're saying Love and Monsters was the first Doctor Light episode yeah. then then yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah so that would that would make Midnight the or, or, or excuse me excuse me turn left. Yeah. The second Dr. Light. So this one was the first companion light. Okay. (laughs) Trip. All that being said. (laughs) Um, What was your, what was your memorable story that you want to I think this is a memorable one and also probably one of my favorite ones. Um, it was the family of blood. What was the other one? It was like, uh, human nature. Human nature and the family family of blood. blood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think this one's just very, I don't know. The ending was just so memorable in the way that you just see. I don't know the way that he acts. The doctor getting so incredibly vindictive. Yeah. Yeah, and suddenly, like 
oh, I was actually hiding from you because I wanted to save you or something. It's like right. they wanted to live forever. Yeet, now they can. <laughs> <laughs> Got your wish. Uh, yeah, that was, that was uh, pretty vindictive. Um, I will say that the most memorable part of Family of Blood for me is still... <laughs> <laughs> Just turn their heads. Oh, oh yes. We need to watch that one again because that one was great. All right. So speaking of, that brings us to creepy moments. <laughs> so uh, let's see. I wanted to. I I went. I went a, a little bit different direction with this idea because we. I, I didn't bring this up as a creepy moment because this is not. This is not creepy like what we just talked about with the and the head turn and and that kind of stuff. It but it it creeped me out to see the doctor go off the deep end in Waters of Mars and be wrong. Like it bothered me to have the doctor be wrong. Like so incredibly wrong. Going against all of his own rules, right? Going against, not only going against his own rules, the 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 part that bothered me during our our rewatch of it is when uh, Adelaide is is saying, "Doctor, you, you know you can't do this or whatever," and he basically says, "I'll fight you too if I have to." Remember, he says, "We're not fighting the flood; we're fighting time itself, and I'm gonna win." And then, like a minute later, Adelaide is trying to do something, and he says, "I'll fight you too if I have to," and I'm like, eh. She's the one you're trying to save. So it it was creepy to me to see the doctor go so far off the reservation, to go so far away from the like the doctor that we know and love. Mm -hmm. So, and obviously, your second one would be the (laughs) Slitheen. That wasn't even uh, the tenth doctor. That was season one. The Slitheen as the tenth doctor. Did he? I'm still gonna bully you that you thought they were creepy. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. (laughs) Did it? When? No. Uh, I think it was. His. That was all. That was all Eccleston. No, because he uh, he met a uh, 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 blonde Felfotch a second time. I thought. Mm. Like. Oh yeah, yeah, I did. But because she like pretended to be human or whatever. Yeah, that was Eccleston. Kept trying to. Kill. And they went out to dinner. Oh yeah, that, that was Eccleston. That was, yeah, that was all still Eccleston. Yeah, that was Eccleston. I don't believe you. So you back up off, boy. I'm checking right now. No, that was Eccleston. I do remember. Because he threw that. I'm telling you, that episode was Eccleston. So unless you're thinking of some other thing that I don't remember. Like where she threw the dart or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She kept trying to kill him at dinner. (laughs) Yeah. Like her stink breath and and shooting the dart at him and... Uh, oh, yeah, poisoning is okay. Yeah, that was that was all. I'm still gonna bully you. <laughs> 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 I don't care when it happens. <laughs> and you know what? There was a Slitheen in Tenant's time. So yeah, uh, Raxacora Cephalopatorian at yeah. the very end. You're not wrong. Okay, I'm not wrong. Anyways, <laughs> so moving right along, I'm gonna skip your creepy moment and ask Trip what his was. <laughs> so mine is also on the same. Uh, episode as yours where the flood was talking about earth or whatever okay that just creeped me out where she's just sitting there so like much water uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like uh, we would like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah <Thanks for laughs> water just dribbling out of her 
Jeez, no yeah, there was a couple times where they were talking through the water and just like spittle would go flying. It was, <laughs> it was pretty gross and creepy. All right, fine, yeah. Corbin, you're out of timeout. What was your creepy moment? <laughs> uh, basically, all of Midnight was just <laughs> like, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> psychological horror. I kind of forgot um, about Midnight, honestly. Yeah. Midnight is a different type of creepy. It's it is. It's like, it's psychological. Psychological. Yeah. Creepy. Yeah. If we were going like the other definition of creepy, uh, either the Weeping Angels or the Vashta Narada, either of those episodes would be. Uh, I would. Creepy. I would. If I had to. If I had to choose between those two, what's the creepiest? I would say the Vashta Narada. But yeah, I think the the, uh, the Weeping Angels have a lot of jump scares. Yeah. Freaky faces. Yeah. That's yeah, about yeah. it. But like. Yeah. You know, being eaten, eaten by shadows, basically. <laughs> Shadow piranha. Um, so in the same way that we saw Tenet go off the deep end and be wrong in Waters of Mars, I think in Midnight, it was the other way around. It was no one listening to the doctor. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was the thing that was so crazy about that episode was that he was right and everyone was against him. And yeah. it was I, the the... What makes that episode so creepy and terrifying to me is mob mentality. Yeah. Right? Just get enough people on your side, and it doesn't matter if you're right in, or, or wrong. You just take control, take, take control and kill whoever the mob decides to kill. That's terrifying. So, yeah. good stuff. All right. Memorable moments. Did we already? Oh, this was funniest moment. What did yes. we do here? We messed up the notes a little bit. Apparently. Okay. Okay. Well, well, let's just jump over that one because Corbin didn't even have one. So, Trip, you want to talk about your your funny moment? I'll just I'll just change that real quick. Funny moment. Okay. Um. So I guess mine is kind of funny, but <laughs> also kind of memorable. So it was the one where it was like, look down there, they got a little shop. I love a little shop. A little shop. <laughs> so, just the way he said it. And just like in the middle of a crisis, he just thinks, "Oh, I love a little show." Oh, right, because that was uh, was that that was that was when they were on the moon, right? Yeah, that was when the, the hospital things. got scooped up onto the yeah. moon. Jadoon. Yeah, the Jadoon platoon on the moon. Yes. Um, I don't have anything written here, but for funniest yep. moment, uh, definitely, uh, canine spinning around, <laughs> shooting the Krillitanes and yelling whatever he was yelling. <laughs> That that moment is still hilarious to me. And what was it that he was saying the whole time? I, I don't remember. I don't remember what he was saying, but it was. We spent a lot of time talking about uh, about whatever it was he was saying, and I can't remember now. He's like, you know, uh, malfunction, malfunction, or something, or something. <laughs> yeah. something like that. Affirmative. Yeah. That's not a word. affirmative. <laughs> Confirmative. Uh, so, so yeah, so I realized that I messed up the notes a little bit, so I'm going to change some answers. So I'm going to make my funny moment. There's a phrase of great power and wisdom and consolation to the soul in times of need. I'll on Z. Cause that was just kind of funny and goofy and change my memorable moment to, I don't want to go. Cause that still just kills me dead in the heart every time. Smashes all of my feels and <laughs> all of your feels. Do y'all remember? We need to go back. I don't remember what episode it was. Like, rips my heart. Yes. <laughs> stabs it with a blunt butter knife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it, and man, and it holds. It holds true. It holds true. Like I cannot. I I can't do it. I cannot watch that episode without choking up just a little bit when it gets that 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 slow you know, pull in on his face where he's just got this look on his face. Like he is, 
dead. This is it. Sad. Yeah, and he doesn't want to go, and he says, "I don't want to go." Oh, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" So and much more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That is saddest doctor. That is the saddest, saddest of the sad doctors. Sad. Yeah, worse than that time he was standing in the rain. All right, <laughs> memorable random character. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna build up here. We're gonna go memorable random character, memorable second uh, secondary companion, and then we're gonna have an all out war for favorite companion. All right, so memorable random character. Corbin, what do you got? Dr. Bernard, definitely. All right, who is, it's Bernard. 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 Who is Bernard? Remind uh, us. The uh, monkey-looking scientist. <laughs> what? He was monkey-looking? He looks like a monkey. This would be on Planet of the Dead. Right? Okay, he would look like a monkey. All right. He did yes. not look like a monkey. He would want to name a unit of measurement uh, after himself. Yeah. He does not look Just like a monkey. The most funny character in the show, probably. I just love him. He, he so is. Much. He is. He was. He was fantastic. You named him. You made. You named him. I can't talk. A unit of measurement. You're you bad, bad at talking. Yeah. I am bad at talking. All right. Well, while you're being bad at talking, tell us who your <laughs> memorable random character was that you wanted to bring up. The cult non non lost. I was being that was bad very at talking. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to be bad at talking. The chat non nurses. Just. Just. Uh, the the sisterhood of plenitude. Yeah, am I right about that? Okay, yes, the cat nun nurses. Just, I don't. I think I prefer no. that one Irish cat more than the nurses. <laughs> oh, um, oh, uh, the one in Gridlock. He, um, he had such an Irish name as well. Yeah, Irish stereotype, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, um, he was the Irish stereotype. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, oh man. Oh, no. oh, oh, Banyan. Oh, Mally. Oh, 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 Bernard. What was it? Oh, oh Bernard. <laughs> Bernard. Oh, Mally. I can't think of what it was now. I thought it was uh, a Mick name, but I don't know. A Mick? A Mick. I thought it was an O. Mick. Mick. I don't. I don't know. McDonald's. McDonald's. Wait. What? Um, That'd be, like, that that'd be the most American uh, <laughs> McDonald's. If your name was McDonald's. Your name was Chick-fil-A. So mine was Bonacafalata. May we may we never forget <laughs> the the sacrifice. Rest of, in peace, Bonacafalata. That's <laughs> Hey, at least he wasn't a debt. Uh, Rest I mean, in pieces, because I'm pretty sure he wasn't. He did explode. Yeah. Uh, he did, in fact. Uh, I will save him. Hey, at least it wasn't himself. a needless death. <laughs> explode himself. At least he it did. wasn't a needless death. I just realized it was totally kamikaze. That's <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he he, uh, he lit himself up. Ah, uh, needless deaths. We're gonna talk about that later. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> we we, 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 we probably yeah we, we probably need to. Can, Can we talk, talk about? Uh, but Bonacavallata was just great. And so let's yeah. not forget that is uh, oh crap. What was uh, what is that actor's name now? I can't think of. Um, Blue Baby Yoda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played Mox of Balhoon. He played the Grask. Yeah, uh, we're not was. done seeing him. He was yeah. the pig guy, wasn't he? Uh, oh, yeah, he, he was, was the one of the pig guy. guys. Yeah, the, the the little pig alien. Not yeah, not the pig yeah, slaves, yeah. but the yeah. pig alien. Yeah. Uh, the, There's the, too many the, pigs in the show. <laughs> I think called the porcine alien or something like that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, by the way, Branigan was Brannigan. the cat, was the, the Scottish uh, cat Brannigan guy. It was Branigan. Uh, it just it just says Brannigan. He had a last name. It was like McCullen or something. It's, it's super Irish sounding. Uh, Thomas Kincaid Brannigan <laughs> is what it says. Uh, really? 
Played, get- played by Ar- Ardal O'Hanlon. <laughs> That's where Irish stereotype <laughs> came from. Oh, boy. Um, anyways, so uh, let's go on to memorable secondary companion. Now, by secondary companion, you know, we, we've talked before about how do you define a companion? And I think we've kind of settled on, you have to go with the, on an adventure with the doctor and travel in the TARDIS, which yeah. is how Adelaide barely gets to qualify because she escaped in the TARDIS at the end, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So this is, this is, uh, but not the main companions, you know, every season we have a main companion or two or three in the, in the most recent season. There are three main companions. All at the same time. Uh, that's okay. Three main companions in the first season as well. First, first season. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. very good. Yeah, very good. Um, Lots of companions everywhere. Correct. And interestingly, uh, if you took the doctor and his three companions, you had two men, two women. And if you take in season 11, the doctor and her companions, you still have two men and two women. <laughs> but this time, it, the is doctor is one of the two women. So. Uh, so at any rate, memorable secondary companions. So we're not talking about Martha. We're not talking about Rose. We're not talking about Donna. Who are we talking about? Trip. Who's your memorable secondary companion that you want to bring up? Mine is... I don't know. I mean, it's a hard decision. It's definitely a hard decision. But I... There's so many memorable characters to talk about. Yeah. It's hard to choose one. But I'm going to say the Doctor's Daughter is very memorable. I... Like, when you think of Doctor Who characters, that's one that comes to mind. Right. Um, I just love the way she is. And just, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, she, had a, she had a pretty amazing character arc for being yeah. in one episode. I know. Yeah, I like yeah. how you're like, when you think of Doctor Who, you think of her. But she was only in one episode. But still, she's, <laughs> she's like... I mean, I wouldn't say a main character because she was only one episode, but she's just... All right, I would say when I think think of New Who, one that I typically think of is Corbin's. Captain Jack. Of course, Corbin's going to choose Captain Jack. Of course. You always choose Captain Jack. I didn't do it for favorite companion, though, so... (laughs) Well, but but he's not a full-on main companion. Well, he technically wrote on the outside... (laughs) He technically wrote on the outside of the TARDIS, so does that count? I mean, uh, he's been on the inside, hasn't he? Yeah. So yeah, he's been. Remember the Avengers episode? Everyone was in there. Oh yeah, he's probably yeah. been in more episodes than some other companions. Oh no, that'd be interesting to see how many how I many episodes he's been, been in more compared to like Donna. Than Martha. Donna was in for two seasons, right? No, Donna only had one season. Remember, remember the Doctor yeah, only got one season. Episodes. So. Two. Well, yeah, but Martha got two other episodes. Martha came back during Donna's time, and then mm-hmm. she was also uh, briefly in uh, the end of time. So, yeah, we'll have to count. My uh, memorable secondary companion is Astrid Peth. I, okay, I, you're gonna I, have I, to remind me of this one. <laughs> okay, I do not so so I have said in the barrel. Baddie of the week would be <laughs> Heavenly Host. Then I said uh, uh, memorable random character is Bonacafalata. Memorable secondary companion, Astrid Peth. So I'm going to have to probably say that one of my memorable stories is going to have to be uh, the, uh, oh crap, Voyage of the Damned. Well, yeah. Because all of this comes from that. Astrid Peth yeah. was the, the she was the companion that never was. She would be in the barrel. Yeah. 
Yes. So not only is she, she's not only a secondary companion, she falls in that category along with the doctor's daughter, along with uh, Lady What's-Her-Face from Steen? Planet of the Dead, the, the cat burglar lady, the, the companions that never were, right? Yeah. That, you know, appeared and seemed to be like they were going to become a yes, main companion. And then at the last minute, for whatever reason, just or didn't. dies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What um, also, on that I can't get out of this thing physically. Please help. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, needless deaths. Needless deaths. Astrid, Jump out at the last second. <laughs> yeah, she's one that, that that stands out in my mind uh, just because. Again, I love that idea of the companions that never were, and she mm-hmm. she also you know kind of grew a lot during that episode to the yeah. point where, like Bonacafalata, she sacrificed herself. Although we would argue Bonacafalata was a, a, a justifiable self-sacrifice, yeah. whereas Astrid could have, again, done the same job by rolling a barrel down this thing. Uh, but no, she had to be in the She had to be in the, <laughs> yeah. she had to be in the forklift or whatever it was. What was she... Could now that I'm throwing, now that I'm thinking better, what did she knock over the edge of the thing with the with the forklift? The bad... The well, what was it? bad guy. What was it? The guy episode? that... The, like, guy that was on the TV or whatever. The main bad guy. And he had the ting... He was in some weird rolly chair, so he couldn't move very fast. Right, right, right. And he yeah, had the guy with the weird team. eye, and he kind of had been, most of his what? body had been replaced she by machines. still couldn't Forgot about that guy. jump out of the thing when it started. Or just pushed him. Do the, classic, do the classic action movie <laughs> thing where you lay a brick on the gas pedal and then why jump you, out of the car. Why gunner? do you even need this giant forklift? Just push him. <laughs> yes, seriously. All right, moving along. <laughs> All right, so here we go. I am surprised. I am incredibly surprised at this because for favorite companion, we all put something different. And I think, mm, wow. I'm not sure. I don't sure. know why you're surprised. I'm you're not sure. I said Dr. Donna. I'm not sure, but I think Corbin might be trolling us. I'm not positive. I'm not positive. I'm not positive. <laughs> I, I'll start off. I said that uh, the Dr. Donna was my That's, favorite companion. Mm, <laughs> no, what I mean is, I mean Donna. I mean Donna. Okay. I mean Donna. I don't mean like, the five she, minutes she of the Dr. Donna. the TARDIS and was it an adventure. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean Donna. Uh, I just called her the Dr. Donna because that's part of why I love her. Because yeah, she yeah, goes yeah. from being, you know, someone who no. does not see any value in herself whatsoever to Literally becoming, you know... Universe saver. Right. Most important person in the universe. And then the you know, most unique, one of the most unique creations in the universe in, in being, you know, half human, half time Lord or whatever. Except for that the doctor is half human, half time Lord. No, it's so not. Is, that is, that so is, is bullcrap. All right, that's different. But anyway, uh, just the, the fact that, um, she, she came like so far and then it is like, you would have to, you would have to agree with me guys on this one. She is the most tragic of tenants. Mm companions yeah. don't you i mean you got to agree with that like leaving like rose on bad wolf bay was rough until you came back trapped. and gave her a substitute doctor trapped in another universe <clears throat> leaves has her entire memory wiped and can't see I mean, the doctor she ever can't again. remember right. the adventure she had it's so okay. tragic and so one of okay so i guess the it's doctor, tragic but at least she doesn't remember it so it's not as she doesn't even know what she misses yeah yeah so tenant's line i don't want to go is the most Mm -hmm. again rip your heart out stomp it on the ground punch you in the face with the heart (laughs) um all of that a close second a close second 
is Donna saying to the doctor, don't make me go back. I don't want to go back. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> <You're a> jerk. <laughs> Sorry. I had but, but listen, the, that that's what's so tragic about it is she now knows who she was and who she has become. And the only, like the worst thing she can imagine is going back to being no one, just a temp from Chizik, right? She's her her go-to line. Not only, like, she just as a person evolves so much and then you have the whole Metacrisis thing. I mean, like, she was like an amazing person before all that and then she becomes, like, super brilliant and blah, blah, blah and all this kind of stuff. So, all right, so that's my that's my case for why Donna is the best. Now tell me why you guys are wrong. <laughs> okay, so I gotta say I definitely do agree with Dad, but okay, so you mean Brian agrees with me? <laughs> no one's gonna get that. But. I was about to explain. Trip Trip wrote. Uh, well, uh, yeah, okay, read what you put, and then I'll and then tell him what you. So my gut put. says Rose. Literally, if you ask what my favorite companion is, I'll automatically say Rose. Trip, who's your favorite companion? Rose. All right. Donna. But (laughs) my brain says Donna. My brain just... Donna's more important, but Rose is more important, but... But you like Rose more. That's fine. Except Brian. I don't know. Yes. Trip typed... Brain says Donna. He says... He wrote, Gut says Rose... Brain says Donna, but he misspelled brain and it said Brian. Because I didn't realize. <laughs> so I was reading through the notes and the spell check didn't catch it because Brian is a word. <laughs> Brian is a word. <laughs> Brian says Donna. All right, all right, Corbin, uh, go ahead and troll us. <laughs> How is saying Martha trolling? I don't. Because I really I don't, don't know if you're being genuine. I know. <laughs> you think Martha is the best? Yes. No. <laughs> lay it out. Lay it no. Out. Lay it out. I don't know why. You're just the best. I don't. Rose is bad wolf, so obviously she's better. <laughs> Rose was way too overplayed in this series. They were both... Donna like, and Rose are god. So you're saying Martha's better <laughs> because she's not? Yes. They made... They, okay, okay. They, Rose, Rose achieved god status for whatever reason. Special Rose. And then they took it away. Right, like right. five minutes yeah. later. Same with Donna. Right. Donna's super important. Is super special because she's half human, half doctor. <laughs> and then they take that away right. immediately. Right. Yeah. And so they're they're useless. I feel like what? Rose is so overrated <laughs> in the series. It's just okay. So stop trash talking ours. Why is Martha so great? You can't say no. Martha is great because the other ones aren't. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work. Uh, Martha isn't good, it's just ours is worse than Martha. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like she, uh, Martha had a really good story arc. Especially because okay. she was the only one willing to actually stop, like, to walk adventuring away. with the yeah. doctor. Yeah. And that, she made the smartest choice. That is so much mm-hmm. better for her than everyone else. Because so Cause many all the tragic die get left behind somehow, completely right. forget the doctor exists. Right. Which I suppose is partially positive, but also... Yeah. I so mean, we, it's I mean, less we, tragic. And she keeps adventuring we, in the end anyways. So. True. Yeah, true. on her own terms, yeah. though, right? Mm-hmm. So she definitely... And she becomes a doctor. So we have the Dr. Martha. But we did have Don... Uh, excuse me, Rose 
making some kind of a statement about, you know, basically traveling with the doctor for the rest of her life. Donna says, I was going to travel with you forever <laughs> before yeah. she gets uh, her memory wiped. You know, I was going to travel with you forever. Uh, Martha, not so much. Martha's like, Martha's I like, had some fun. I had an adventure. Now, now I'm, I'm ready to go. Now and I'm a better person. Martha, Martha's yeah. like, I feel like leaving. Rose loses it when she leaves the doctor. <laughs> Just absolutely shattered so much that the doctor has to bring her a new boyfriend. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I brought you a replacement, Doctor. <laughs> this one will die with you. All right. Memorable quote time, guys. Let's let's lay it out. Trip, what do you got for your memorable quote? Oh, sorry. I'm, I don't know. Trip is not ready for it. Catch up yeah, on the notes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, mine, I don't remember what episode it was from. I think it was, this was the Silence, Silence in the, the Library. library. Yeah. It was like, you just killed someone I liked, and that's not a safe place to stand. I'm the doctor, and you're the biggest library in the universe. Look me up. That's, <laughs> that's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. Uh, so that's that's the doctor speaking of himself. Corbin uh, went a different route. I like this one. Uh, this is a... Uh, um Family of blood. Yeah, family yep. of blood. Family of blood. It's the yeah, the, the little boy that got a hold of the fob watch. Yeah. So he kind of like and is also psychic and sees the time right. or whatever. Right. Why did you just randomly say shimmer? <laughs> because the fob watch is like a shimmer, and I'm thinking. No, it isn't. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not even remotely like. Well, this. it's it, similar because. Wait, no. No, it's no, not no, at it's all. <laughs> they do in like, that in that uh, a shimmer looked like a watch, looked like a wristwatch. That's not which is a bachelor comparison. Fob watch. <laughs> okay, moving right on. The fob watch changes you, but like the shimmer changes the, your appearance. Your appearance. Okay. Awesome. Anyways. So they're like opposites. Base. <laughs> which makes them similar. <laughs> All right, Corbin. Quote, no, it doesn't. Uh, so he says. He, of uh, the doctor. <laughs> yes, he says of the doctor. He's like fire and ice and rage. He's like the night and the storm and the heart of the sun. He's ancient and forever. He burns at the center of time, and he can see the turn of the universe. And he's wonderful. Wow. Trip's mind is melting over there in the corner. So I don't know if it's melting or if he's just having a seizure. Yeah. We, we, we talked about during that episode how much I love these little spurts that we get, these little descriptions of the doctor that we get. And sometimes they come from other people, and sometimes they come from the doctor. For example... When, again, coming back to Voyage of the Damned, the Doctor whips around real quick. Somebody says, who are you? And he says, I'm the Doctor. I'm a Time Lord. Remember he gets that awesome voice? <laughs> I'm from the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of Casterberus. Uh, I'm 903 years old, and I'm the man who's going to save your lives and all six billion people on the planet below. You got a problem with that? Oh, man, I love the Doctor. Uh, so good stuff there. That was the Doctor ranting about who he was. That was back when we still had a rant of the week segment, by the yeah. way. So that was our rant of the week. That was mostly the ninth Doctor. Yeah, there might be yeah. some, uh, yeah, but we've yeah. kind of given up that part of the list. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't happening like every time, like it was yeah, with, yeah. with nine. So, all right, worst moment. Trip, would you like to go first? Because I have a long list. <laughs> yeah, I don't have one. I, I, I just nothing was standing out in my mind. So maybe something will come to mind. Corbin, I mean, uh, Trip, take it away. So my worst moment is in the end of time when the master is like super jumping. Why does he have that power? <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. sure, the electricity kind of makes sense because 
um they needed at the end but the super jump had <laughs> they no need it at the end right, they yeah. needed at the end to hold off the bad guy but the super jump just so he can get away from the doctor or something I, I don't know. why yeah, yeah. Just why yeah, i got nothing corbin what did you have man okay uh, these first two, I'm just gonna summarize into needless deaths, <laughs> like okay. people getting suffocated by Ood when for no reason, and people dying to the Daleks because they're not shooting the eye stalks, or they're like, "Oh, hold them off, shoot, shoot, shoot," <laughs> nothing. Okay, hang on, I gotta, I gotta call, I gotta call bullcrap on you for a second. Yes, Di- dying by suffocation was better than dying by Ood. Okay, that's. That's not needless death, but... Hang, hang on. No, it was. Yeah, that but was. But that was nine. Okay. That was in the episode Bad Wolf. Or The Parting of the Ways. It was in that yeah, story. That was. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's still relevant. I'm, I'm going to rant on I'm, the whole series. I'm here. taking that off. So, uh, needless deaths. I can't think of any other at the moment, but there were so many. Well, you have one on here about the Daleks. Yeah. yeah I you just said that. You just said that one. Sorry, yeah. So, there's, there's so much of this... Just a- absolutely needless death. <laughs> and uh, Astrid Peth was, you know, we just mentioned <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. We, we've been hating Why for half Astrid the episode. <laughs> uh, the macra existing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> giant claw things. What? what? <gasps> either, 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 if there was it important to the plot. Or make them not exist. I mean, Don't if it was them, important to the plot. D- but th- it wasn't. Just it, it make, wasn't. They were the floor is lava. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what the they were. Flying cars. So why does it matter whether or not the floor is lava? <laughs> well, that's why it couldn't literally be lava. It had to be giant, giant crabs, crabs that would reach up and try and grab you. Yes, which were an important character in class. For those listening at home, I'm doing crab hands. Yeah. crab hands. But what I hate even more: not only did they make an enemy just to be an enemy, but also they reused one from Classic Who. Except completely changed different. the way they look. Yeah. yeah. Just said they were the same, right? And then made them a completely useless enemy for the same <laughs> enemy. Right. Yeah, I, mean, I hate it. And then, not only not only a useless enemy, but a um, a misdirect, a red herring. Yeah, where you we thought all along that was the big secret that the doctor was going to discover, mm-hmm. and it turns out no, the big secret was that you know there was the big thing that wiped everybody else out, and you know the gridlock is self imposed essentially. Yeah. It was like. Oh, and there's giant crabs down below. Because of reasons. Yeah, anyways. Yeah, all right, you so had, you had one more? Die, and uh, all of the Master's new powers, because oh, okay. why did any of those need to exist why? at all? My superpower is eating super fast, shooting lightning from my hands, super jumping. And my skull growls. <laughs> <laughs> you can see my x-rays. <laughs> it looked like he was getting... I have that superpower. You can see my x-rays, too, if I hold them up for you. And <laughs> I saw this thing the other day that said... You don't have bones inside of you. Your consciousness is inside your brain. So you're actually in a bone mech that's wearing meat armor. A bone mech wearing so meat armor? Nasty. Like, that's amazing. Sounds mm. so weird. Oh. <laughs> you wrap my head around that one. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's. Uh, that brings us down to, I think in the past we have rated the... Companion of the season. We've rated the season as a whole. This time we're going to come around and we're going to rate David Tennant as the doctor. Yes. Trip? 
Of uh, course, this is so obvious. It's got to be a 10. I mean, ten it can't, for ten. It ten can't for ten. not be a 10. I ten mean, even 10 if it was bad, you'd you, still have to make it a 10 because he's 10. So are you, are you going to give Matt Smith uh, an 11 out of 10 when we get <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay. You have a problem with me saying 11 out of 10? Yeah, yeah, just because I can't that. count doesn't mean. <laughs> um, I I gave him a ten as well. I think he's he's amazing. I was trying to think back under the category of worst moments. I was trying to think back to like was there some worst moment of the doctor where like, and and when we say worst moment, we mean like cheesy or unnecessary. Not worst as in like like I said with tenants moment where he lost his mind as the doctor and all that kind of stuff but like, was there like a bad moment with the doctor i couldn't i, I couldn't think yeah. of anything i couldn't think of anything that was like man he would be a great doctor except for you know yes. yeah so i thought uh, i thought he was great corbin what do you got man uh i'm still gonna firmly hold by my belief that it, you just can't be perfect what you know what i'm gonna change it holy it's cow a 10 out of 11 10. <laughs> what? There you go. He got, he got a perfect. He got a perfect 10 out of 11. There you go. That's, that is so, fantastic. Uh, he, yeah. I mean, I, I want to say he's amazing, but I don't want to break my rule that you can't be perfect. It's gotcha. as you can't. great as you can be. There's, you can't do everything. So that doesn't mean you're going to give Matt Smith 11 out of 12. <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, Jared uh, had uh, had some stuff to say as well, and we did not. I, I didn't really give him our categories ahead of time, so I'm not 100 percent sure that his categories will exactly line up with ours. That's fine. So we'll we'll include his in his segment uh, in the show notes over at noobsinthehoovian.com. But let's listen in to what he had to say. Hello, noobs in the Hoovian. This is Jared, and I'm here just to talk today. No connections, just talking about the man, the myth, the legend, David Tennant and his time as the 10th Doctor. And so first I'm going to just throw out some of my favorite moments, best moments, uh, lines, quotes, that sort of thing. And then I have uh, some just general thoughts at the end uh, that I'd like to share about uh, David Tennant playing the Doctor. So... Uh, getting into it, just start off with a big one. You guys have probably already mentioned this uh, best episode, and I definitely have to go with Blink. But, you know, I'm going to tie that with uh, the Family of Blood. Uh, I know it's a double double episode, so favorite best story, you could say. Um, but, you know, those two, I think, right on par with each other, uh, just have so many great moments and uh, such great stories. And so they really stand out in my mind. Um, best moment slash worst moment, uh, you could kind of, I, in my mind, put these two together and say the parting with Rose on Bad Wolf Bay. David Tennant played that so well, and that was not easy to do. That was not something everyone could pull off, but it was such a heart-wrenching, you know, moment there, too. Uh, but I know not, like... Worst moment as in the worst thing David Tennant did, but worst moment as in that was just so hard to watch, possibly even harder than uh, his his last episode there. But if I'm going to pick a worst moment as in moments I don't really want to see again, I'd say you could do the whole episode of Fear Her. Uh, sorry, Trip, I'm going to say it. The Daleks are awesome. Fear Her was a terrible episode. 
I know you don't agree, and I can feel, I, I, I can already hear you sharpening something into a point to come after me. Thank goodness we're hundreds or even thousands of miles apart at this point because I'm way off in another part of the country, not in St. Louis right now. So, uh, but uh, that's how I feel, and that's just the way it is. So, uh, best quote slash uh, speech slash rant, definitely coming from The Voyage of the Damned, where he's talking about how he's awesome, uh, he's a Time Lord, he's from the planet Gallifrey, Castilius, uh, all that business, and asking if uh, the rich snobby guy has a problem with that. Uh, definitely one of the best uh, speeches he's he's got there. Funniest moment, also from the same story. Alonzi, Alonzo, I mean, come on. They were building to that uh, for ages, and so awesome that they put it in there. You guys probably talked about some other favorites, uh, highlights and things, but uh, those are the ones I wanted to share. And so then just my general thoughts, I loved David Tennant's uh, time as, as the doctor. I can watch his episodes over and over again. Tennant really didn't go off in, in drastic new directions. He he brought a new spin to a, a doctor that's based in classic Who. You know, the man grew up watching Doctor Who and wanted to play Doctor Who. That was one of his goals as an actor, and he got to fulfill that, which is so awesome. But he grew up watching the fourth Doctor and the fifth Doctor, and we I know we've said before, the fifth Doctor was his Doctor. But maybe he has to say that, because he's married to the fifth Doctor's daughter, and so the fifth Doctor's his father-in-law. So, But he's got those connections. He's He's got that, and you can see it come through his portrayal of the Doctor. Also, in his time, we saw the connections to Classic Who with the Master. That's It's with the Tenth Doctor that we see the Master come back. And Sarah Jane Smith, that was so cool that they worked her in there. And then one of my favorites, even though it was one little episode, was seeing K-9 back. I love, K-9's cheesy, but I love him. And honestly, if they wanted to bring K-9 back as a new Who companion... I would be all for that. I would watch it. That would be. I think that just would be so awesome. But we may never see that because, of course, he was part of the uh, Sarah Jane adventures. David Tennant had a way of uh, bringing the comedy, bringing the humor and the lightness to the role that classic Who really brought. Okay, maybe after the first Doctor, um, maybe based more on the second Doctor there. But he was able to do that while also bringing the drama. Uh, there were a lot of scenes that only David Tennant could have played of all the doctors. Man, that guy could bring that dramatic, that that crisis uh, of conscience and feeling uh, to it, and then instantly turn around and he was comedic and light, uh, you know, depending on what was going on. Um, and that that's a skill that David Tennant really brings to the table. If you have a chance and you have a BritBox subscription, there are some other shows that David Tennant is in, and I can't necessarily recommend them. They're not very family-friendly, the ones that I've seen, uh, but there's there's one scene in a, in a... It's like a short series. Like They only did one season to tell a story uh, that David Tennant was in. I don't even remember the name of the show. I, I watched it months ago, um, but he's sitting there, and he's like, he's, he's just lost his wife, and you know he's got these two little kids, and he has this breakdown in a bathroom um, with with a, a friend there, and he's just sobbing, and the man is just a wreck. I mean, it, it's like spit, you know, is is his 
spit is foaming at the mouth. He's crying so hard. I mean, you can't fake that. The man is just brings the drama, and he brought that to Who while also keeping the light side, which was just awesome to see. So, and a couple more just quick thoughts. Uh, it, during his tenure, we get introduced to River Song, one of the best uh, characters in all of Who. And so that's just... I mean, and and so he's got that as a feather in his cap, as well as he has some of the best catchphrases of all the Doctors, especially when compared to the first Doctor. (laughs) There you go. There are my thoughts on David Tennant and the 10th Doctor. And I'm sorry to see him go, but this is a pretty easy transition because Matt Smith is just one of the best of all time, too. So uh, we've got a lot of really good Who coming up in front of us, and so I can't wait for that. Thank you to Noobs and the Whovian for having me on. No one else to thank this time, so I'll look forward to bringing you more Classic Who Connections next time. I'm coming for you, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that picked up, because you were very quiet. <laughs> Uh, oh man, um, Jared, uh, just just screen your mail. That's all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> oh man, fun fun times, fun times. Uh, yeah, Jared, um, uh, thanks for the input as always. Uh, like I said, uh, he, I just said, yeah, you know, talk about your favorite stuff and great, great, uh, great job tying in like tenants, classic Who connections, good stuff there because there yeah, there was a lot. You know, like Sarah Jane and K nine. Holy cow! You know, yeah. uh, you know, part of part of a a multi pronged attack in both of them getting their own shows, but um, fantastic part of of Tennant's era and his uh, his tenure there. So, we did have some listener input this week. I got an email from a guy named Thomas, and he said, "Here are my views on the Tenth Doctor era." <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take exception with his first statement here he says firstly this incarnation of the doctor is all right what (laughs) he says i know many whovians love this era and hype it up like there's no tomorrow even though it is up and down he says secondly my favorite companion is donna and i love the dynamic between the doctor and donna they're mates and friends there is no quote love story which i was so happy with he says, I didn't like Rose because she was in love with the doctor uh, and uh, switching from being in love and not being in love. I'm oh, sorry. Hang on. Let me reread this. I didn't like Rose because she was in love and he didn't like the doctor switching from being in love and not in love with Rose. And then Martha pining over the doctor and the doctor being oblivious. <laughs> um, I, I didn't mention it earlier, but that is one of the things that I liked about Donna as a companion is that Donna is the first new who companion that kind of just holds her own with the doctor. She's not the young companion. That's just fawning over the doctor because Captain Jack, huh? What about Captain Jack? Uh, Captain Jack definitely has a crush on the doctor. (laughs) But, uh, but Martha, you know, obviously was like smitten with tenant from the beginning. Rose was definitely definitely had a thing for nine, and then was like all freaked out when he changed. But then by I the end, a different person. Yeah, but I think by the she, by the end, would you say? Would you agree? She liked ten even more than nine. Yes. Uh, yeah. All right. And um, yes. one of the things that ten I, is more likable than nine. Well, you know, <laughs> one of the things that I that I liked about Donna was that there wasn't that element. Now, at the same time, 
I don't mind the companions having a crush on the doctor. And sometimes, mm. sometimes they play that well. And uh, later on, we're going to see, we're going to see a regeneration have an impact on that. And it's going to be interesting. So, but uh, moving on to the rest of Thomas's email, he says, thirdly, my favorite episode is blank because it introduces the weeping angels. And I like the idea of Dr. Light and companion light stories. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, other episodes I enjoy, he says are school reunion because of the return of Sarah Jane Smith. And that created the greatest and my favorite spinoff, the Sarah Jane adventures and he also liked The Runaway Bride because it introduces Donna, one of my favorite New Who companions. Rock on. Finally, he says, Tense era can be summarized as up and down for me, but some good episodes and characters throughout. Thomas, you are perfectly uh, allowed to be wrong. That's okay. No, <laughs> no we do, uh, we do I appreciate it. I don't triple accept it for much uh, No, apparently not. Um, you know, Thomas and I emailed back and forth about a, a, a couple of other things. I think he emailed me prior to this one and we kind of started a conversation. And in the midst of that, I said, Hey, you know, shoot us your thoughts about the, the, uh, about tenants time. And so he sent me this email. We're also kind of emailing back and forth some ideas about some other stuff that's going on. And so hopefully some of that will maybe come, come to fruition. He's, he's, he's throwing some ideas our way for some, for some fun stuff. Um, guys, Oh, Corbin, you said we had a new review. Mm-hmm. So awesome. This review comes from Poppy Pop Star 2012. Awesome. <laughs> Amazing name. Uh, it says, I love you guys. My sister is scared of one of her episodes because she is actually three years old and I am 10 years old. I love you guys. And it's actually so fun that actually I heard the episode that was scary to my little sister and it was actually scary to me, but not that scary. That's exactly what they <laughs> run, run it back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what about the what about the scary episode that was scary no to him? Periods there, by the way. So. Yeah, no, we got that much. Yeah. Uh, uh, wait, what were you saying? I, I was saying uh, the the last sentence there. What was it about? It was scary to his sister, but not him. Or what was he saying? Uh, it's a bit right, scary. I guess I'll just reread the whole thing. <laughs> Finding a space. I love you guys. My sister is scared of one of her episodes because she is actually three years old and I am ten years old. I love you guys, and it's so fun that actually I heard the episode that was scary to my little sister, and it was actually scary to me, but not that scary. So, so I, one of our episodes scared her. Wait, or I don't know. I, don't know. I think that's what he said. It's a nice email. Five, uh, five out of five stars. I, it's, it, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, we, we, we just discovered this while we were uh, recording, so we didn't have time to really read over it and everything. So mm-hmm. we'll we'll throw it in the show notes. It'll be in there for you guys. Or actually, you know, we won't put it in the show notes. You can just check it out on iTunes. It'll be up there. So uh, that is about all that we had. Oh, you know what, though? I, Corbin, was there anything else that, that we guys, uh, we guys, you guys wanted to say as we say goodbye for now to David Tennant? Um, goodbye for now. Corbin, earlier you said that there was something that – I'm sure we'll be talking about later, and now I don't remember what that was. Deaths, I guess. Oh, and we did. Yeah, we talked. Oh, yeah, 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 we talked. We, about we talked all about Doctor that. Doctor Who has a lot of those, but anyways. All right, guys. So the game plan is: we are charging ahead into a whole new era of Doctor Who. You're going to notice this from the very, very 
first moments uh, of, of what's coming up. Um, you know, we've got a, we've got a new doctor. Um, obviously we're going to have all new companions. We have a whole new showrunner. We've got a, I think a new writing staff. Uh, we're even going to have a new intro. So it is, it is all new. Everything is, is, uh, getting a refresh. We're going to have a new, Oh, we're going to have a new, uh, a new TARDIS. And so, uh, there, there's going to be fun stuff. Uh, ahead. So coming up, we have uh, coming up on on our show, uh, just kind of a, a look ahead. We're going to be obviously moving into uh, the next season, series five. But coming down the road, we have the much anticipated, much teased by his bootstraps. That is going to be our next timey wimey. That is going to be in September, and we'll have some details uh, coming out about that. Let's guys, let's try and have details next week about where they can hear that and where they can read that, okay. and then figure mm-hmm. figure all I that mean, out. We have found those <clears throat> both, right? We have the audio and the readable version. <laughs> <laughs> the audio and the ready. The Reedy Bill one, uh, yes, we, we had that. So we'll we'll share those uh, those resources so you guys can get a hold of that. Uh, both of those are are free. This is the uh, I need to look at some of the the story behind the publishing of this because it's not really out there in print uh, on its own to buy or anything. So we'll we'll have some stuff that you can get a hold of it. Um, we'll also have. Uh, a series five recap around mid November. Holy cow! Can you believe we're talking about November? Followed immediately by a classic Who rewind featuring the Third Doctor. So uh, Jared is going to let us know which episode of the Third Doctor we're going to be watching, and then I've got something else that I want to try out for preparing us for the Third Doctor. So uh, look forward to that. And then this this year's Christmas timey wimey will be a Christmas Carol. Now don't get confused because we're actually going to do the Doctor Who episode entitled A Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. but we are also going to cover A Christmas Carol, <laughs> the actual Dickens Christmas classic. Yeah. Um, I haven't 100% decided, but I think we're going to do... Wait, did we line up another Christmas special at Christmas? I I don't think so. Okay. Let me. That would be crazy if we did. Because did we do that our last schedule year? Schedule shifts around so much that did we do nothing, that last year? Yes. Nothing we can do is possibly intentional. Mm-hmm. Not that far in advance. Uh, certainly. The same time. Let me let me let me pull it up here. This but um, yeah, we did we did do it around Christmas time, and then we did the Santa Claus movies, and. Yeah, so, I think it was like a month. So the way it's gonna now. the way it's gonna fall this year is we will do the Christmas special, the Doctor Who Christmas special entitled "A Christmas Carol." That will be on November twenty fourth if our schedule holds up, mm-hmm. which would put it actually around Thanksgiving. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll do the Doctor That's Who awesome Christmas special awesome. around Thanksgiving, and then about a month later we'll do the Timey Wimey episode on. A Christmas Carol, and that'll be uh, that'll be that is set for December twenty second. I am looking at when did we do which Christmas episode are you talking about? Uh, the last I don't remember. Now the last one was was a couple months ago. That was the next Doctor. Yeah. I don't think our show notes go back that far. Um, oh yeah, yeah, we did Voyage of the Damned on December eighth. Yeah, ah. how about that? Okay, cool. I still say that Thanksgiving is close enough for December for it to count. Uh, yeah, that works. For this me. was totally planned all along. We, we mm-hmm. plan yep, ahead yep, that yep. well. Yeah, we planned two years in advance that we would be 
right on time for the 10th anniversary of... Yes. That's uh, actually why we recorded the entire first season. Before. Without releasing it. That's yeah, right. We, that's we sat down, reason. we planned it out. We Every read single it. month we accidentally missed. <laughs> Completely intentional. <laughs> Every month that we missed. Thank you so much for that. Uh, so at any rate, then uh, this year's... Um, uh, yo, no, okay. So the timey wimey will be a Christmas Carol that'll be in late December, right before Christmas. That'll release, and then the big thing that I wanted to mention is that 2020 will be the year of Bill and Ted. Yes. All right. So here's here's how it's going to work. Uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music, aka Bill and Ted Part Three, comes out in August. And so the way we're going to handle that is, I, I'm sorry, we've, we've got to be there for that. Uh, it releases, the scheduled release date right now is August 21st. So what we're going to do is uh, in January, we're going to cover Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. In April, which would be the next time you want me, we'll cover Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. And then that'll set us up so that in August, we will do Bill and Ted Face the Music after going and seeing it in the theater, which means we all got to meet up in the theater again. Right? So if you are listening in the Dallas area and you were at the Fathom events with us and got one of our cards and that's how you found the show, uh, stay tuned. We're going to be doing another thing in the theater. Uh, if you weren't there, but you're in the Dallas area, um, let's let's do a meetup. Let's let's go catch this one in the theaters together maybe. I don't know. We'll see how it goes yeah. and, and what the... Uh, we can plan out seats right next to each other. That's right. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure out what the interest level is in that. So in the meantime guys uh just move right along into series five episode one and uh join us next time as we cover the 11th hour noobs in the hoovian is a production of master closet studios where it's always smaller on the inside your senior producer is me austin reason our audio engineer is this guy i'm trip and our production editor is this other guy Hey, I'm Corbin. Special thanks to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia. Thanks to Jared for the classic Who connection. And thanks to all of our Patreon sponsors. Oh my gosh, I just remembered we have a new Patreon sponsor. Woohoo! Yeah. We do have, uh, did I tell you guys about this yet? I believe so, yeah. I don't okay. Know. Uh, I think so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if I didn't, we have uh, we have a new uh, patron whose name has completely escaped me and I don't see it listed on here. Oh, oh no, where is it? Oh, I thought no, it was on the page. Uh, all right, Corbin, make a note. I'll have to get get his name uh, next time. Oh, you know who it was? Uh, it was Gator Boy. Oh, Gator yeah. Boy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gator, Gator Boy. Boy that wrote in last Gator. time. Uh, yeah, he, he became a, uh, a patron. So um, we, we now have our third ever patron. So thank you to all three of you for being uh, part of a family-friendly independent media. Um, and by the way, we didn't do our plug for that this week. Go to patreon.com slash noobs in the Whovian and become a, uh, a supporting sponsor this week. Uh, you can also reach out to us via facebook.com slash noobs in the Whovian. You can email us at noobs in the Whovian at gmail.com and get all our show notes and all the fun stuff there at noobsandthehoovian.com wherever you found us make sure that you subscribe leave us a rating throw some stars at our face share us with a friend not because we're a great show but because we watch one until next time my name is Austin I'm the Hoovian these are my sons Corbin and Tripp and we're the noobs and we will see you next time goodbye